Hello, and welcome back to the 4th and Floundering Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Mitch. Here beside me, as always, is my co-host... Uh, Drew Harper, here in the flesh and my vocal cords, because this is a podcast and you can't see my face. <laughs> I like that callback to... <laughs> Well, when we very first decided to start to try to do a podcast together, Attempt. uh, attempted to do a podcast together, it was like our demo and test run, Drew was, uh, Drew was telling everybody how he was so happy they were able to see him <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Who likes going outside and seeing people anymore? Am I right, guys? Oh my god. And Dabs. it's like using your phone as a phone? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who would do that? I can't wait until... Have you? Did, did you ever watch Futurama? I have seen Futurama, but I, I wouldn't call myself a fan, and I've seen only a couple episodes. They, they came out with an episode, uh, I don't know what year it was, but I think it was by the time that they were on Comedy Central, um, where they came out with the iPhone, but it was just a contact lens that you put in your eye, yeah. but it works as a phone, and so the, it's the joke, because it's a contact lens, and it goes into your eye. And, and if you, for people who can't see at home, Drew is trying to put a contact through his glasses right now. Yeah, and it, uh... It, yeah, I don't know where we were going with that, but it's, it was funny. Solid start! <laughs> so this is the first time we're recording in a couple weeks, and I feel like a couple of things have happened since then. Um, yeah, just a couple. But, where do you want to start? You want to get into it with the NFL? Do you have anything you want to be uh, off with? I guess, I guess we can go into the NFL. Where do you want to start, Mitchell? Well, let's start with your Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> because I uh, have some frustrations at my Dallas Cowboys that I... Definitely need to talk about and go to therapy with everybody listening to us with. Um, um, so we just ummed in unison. I really yeah, appreciate that was beautiful. That. Uh, We're synced up. We um, yesterday was ugly as shit. Yeah, I'm I'm upset. Um, Eagles hosted the Panthers yesterday at home. I almost tailgated the game. Decided not to because you know didn't feel like going over to Philly and it was cold out. So. Decided to stay at home, watch the game. Cook I thought you were going to be like, because I'm a responsible adult. No, I'm not. I can't. I can't be a responsible adult. I, I probably won't be until I'm about 30. Uh, and that's even, <laughs> that's very debatable if that's even going to happen. Um, to become a responsible adult, not that I don't expect my life expectancy. I was going to say, that you become a responsible adult or that you become 30. <laughs> I'm okay. Everything's okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Panthers were losing the entire game being shut out until the fourth quarter. 17 nothing going Seven, into the fourth quarter. 17 nothing, and uh, then the Panthers scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Well, this is right after you guys, I mean, everybody does, but you guys straight up dominated um, the Giants. Oh yeah, well the Giants are. I I would. They're garbage. Yeah, I would think that the. the, the uh, NFC East always. I think Alabama could beat the Giants right now. I I think a lot of teams in college football could beat the Giants. The not R- not our Rutgers though. No <laughs> no not Rutgers New uh New Brunswick that uh. That I can't be, wait to talk about college football in a couple minutes. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a doozy too. Um, you got your beer ready. <laughs> but uh, we pretty much dominated them in every single stat category and just. Fucked up at the end. Uh, we had 21 first downs. They had 19. We had 14 passing touchdowns. We had six rushing first downs. Um, we had. Uh, they had better third down efficiency, but we had we went for it on fourth three times or four times, and we got it three times out of four. Uh, we had seven more plays than they did. Uh, they had us beaten total yards, but that's because they kept on driving on us at the end of the game, and we didn't really do shit. Uh, we both had nine drives. There, um, and we we held we held Cam Newton to one yard passing until two minutes before the half, when okay. they were trying to score. Which is impressive. I mean, Cam's a Cam is a legit quarterback. But like, I just it, uh, we had eleven more minutes of possession time than they did, and still lost. Mm-hmm. How like I just? Well, I think at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with uh with like Carson Wentz. No, because he, he was great. unbelievable. And, uh, um, Ertz had one hundred and thirty nine passing yard or receiving no, yards your, yesterday. Your passing offense, I thought was was honestly fine. Yeah, and our rushing offense, we only had fifty eight rushing yards, but they they got it when it mattered. Like Adams and situationally, you mean? Si- situationally, we were getting the yards when we needed to rushing, and it was fine. Uh, it, it's not the best, and the Eagles' rushing offense hasn't always been 
week in and week I mean, out great because Smallwood we're... led your team with nine carries for thirty two yards. Yeah. That's not great. No, it's not. But we also had three different or four different running backs yesterday. That's yeah, I mean you had you had three different running backs carry the ball. You had we Smallwood, all, we, Adams, and Clement. We always we always go by committee. Running back. Which by I think committee. is fine, but yeah. you have to have somebody getting yards and, yeah. and you didn't. Um but your passing offense, I mean Wentz was 30 of 37, 310 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he had the uh, no interceptions. I mean, the read one got called back. Yeah. And then uh, he did fumble at the end of the game, though. He did. He did. He was he always trying to make a play happen. That's when he always fumbles. And it's not because he has loose hands. It's because he's always trying to hold on to the ball too long than when he should. I mean, that was... I could feel that from, like, the Tony Romo angle of things. Of, yeah. like, we had a quarterback who was a good quarterback, who was a gunslinger, who just... Yeah. For to his credit and to his detriment, tr- tried to make too many things happen. Yeah. But I, I don't really pin that on him. To be honest, the Eagles never should have been in the situation that they had to call those plays in the fourth quarter. Exactly, were. exactly. With a minute and ten left. Yeah, that was just sad. You're your, heartbreaking. Your defense for three quarters looked great, and yeah. then in the fourth quarter, I. I mean, I have no answers for, I for what happened there. I don't either. They just started rolling. It was ridiculous. Um, Eric Reed, though, on the Panthers, like, did you see what he, like, did you see his eyes yesterday? Did you watch any of our game before Dallas came on? I actually didn't get a chance to watch any of the game. I really wanted to. Um, um, so, just... so Eric Reed, um, he was one of the players that was protesting with Kaepernick initially. He was on the 49ers. And he didn't get re- he didn't get signed until a couple weeks ago, actually. By the Panthers, he was got signed about two weeks ago. Um, so he was out of t- him and Kaepernick weren't in talks with the player with when the players union met with the NFL right uh, owners when they bartered uh, ninety million dollars to be spent on programs to help. Um, prevent the social justice issues that these players have been protesting for. Um, so Malcolm Jenkins, I did hear about this. Malcolm Jenkins was part of the players' union, part of the committee to to be in talks with that, and didn't take into consideration Colin Kaepernick or Eric Reed because they weren't on anybody's team, and just they were some. They were two of the players that got affected the most by it, mm-hmm. and uh, they were both out of jobs. But Jenkins got Which the I think deepest we, job. I think we can both say um, undeservedly out of jobs. Oh, like of they course. both of them should have been. Yeah. I mean, Reed's played really well for the Panthers, mm-hmm. and Kaepernick. You you can't look at the Buffalo Bills and tell me that Derek Anderson or Nathan Peterman should be Fuck. touching a football no. over Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick should win his lawsuit with the NFL solely because of those two players having <laughs> for no other reason than yes. Nathan Peterman. Yeah, but I mean, continue your point. Um, but um, so Eric Reed was calling Malcolm Jenkins a, a sellout and I saw shit that, like got that a little chippy. And, and got a little chippy and started getting in his face and his eyes looked like he had done like three lines of coke before he came out onto the field. His eyes were so big and it just like he looked like a maniac, which some players have like they can flip that switch, but not at the coin flip of a football game. You know what I mean? Like, when they're in the moment in the game playing, like, they they, they, they turn into a different person. Mm-hmm. But he was, like, like he went insane and tried starting a fight with Malcolm Jenkins at the coin flip. I just don't get it. Like, I, I, I like, it, it he, and then, and then he went after Carson on a play. It's that, a really, it's a really passionate and it's a really strong issue that everybody has some sort of opinion on. I, I don't think anyone is, like, I don't think anyone is neutral on... On the Kaepernick Eric Reed debate. No, you know? but but he doesn't need to go after Malcolm Jenkins in the in, there's a time at, and at place the, at the coin flip. There, there's a time and a place, and then he went after Carson Wentz for no reason after the play was already past Carson, and then uh, Ertz tried standing up for him, and then Ertz got fucking tossed. I saw how he like got leveled. He's he came over was like, "Don't hurt my quarterback," and then Eric Reed's like, "All right, I'll hurt you," and then fucking bitch tossed him and. Like Ertz got decleated like off of his feet. Like I'm not gonna lie, I saw just that. flipped and yeah, that was... It was a rough day for the Eagles. Uh, all uh, around, all around, and uh, Drew was not Drew was not happy yesterday. I I feel like you're just like throwing out some of your aggression right now. It, I am. I I threw it out yesterday after the game, and then I watched your Cowboys, and uh, we can segue into that, I guess, because 
Well, I guess that was that was a little. I I I was feeling you. Like I I could feel you, the your sadness from could a, you from feel across me town. pacing back and forth from across yeah. town. Yeah. Well, I guess let's start with the fact that um, NFC East right now, the four and two Redskins, three and four Eagles, three and four Cowboys, one and five Giants. Um, all of these teams are. Terrible. A garbage team is going to make it into the playoffs this year just because they're in the NFC East and can beat everybody else. So the Cowboys yesterday, uh, I mean, I, I, again, there's no words. <laughs> I feel like we should have recorded last week because I was riding high off the Jaguars. Oh. I was like, never doubted them for a second, yeah, man. 40-7. Exactly. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but no, you're catching me on <laughs> this week again. Uh, peaks, peaks and valleys, Mitch. Peaks and valleys. Uh, unfortunately, every week is like peak valley, peak valley, yep. peak valley. It's just there's no there's no consistency with this team at all. Um, so yeah, I mean the Cowboys were behind ten to seven going into the fourth quarter. Not bad. Um, and then you know, they had a chance to win the ball game in the final eight minutes of the game, um, which is amazing considering the fact that like, at the very end of the game. Dak fumbled and it got recovered for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, by by the Redskins, and then they still went and they put together, um, you know, one drive that, that ended in a touchdown that was fantastic. And they, at the end of the game, they were they were going for another drive. Um, it's just it's it's incompetence by the coaching staff. I mean, the, at the very end of the game, I think Adrian Peterson had a great game and looked looked like ten years younger than he was. Um, Romo and Nance were like all over him and, yeah. and I don't know as if it was undeserved because he looked fantastic um, every time they gave him the ball out of the shotgun or on a sweep or anything anytime that he used any sort of lateral movement the Cowboys just couldn't get him down um, but I, Alex Smith didn't play particularly well um, 14 to 25 178 yards and a touchdown I mean it's not he had his moments, though. He had some pretty. They put, they put together some pretty good drives yesterday. They put together good drives when they needed to put together good drives, and the Cowboys didn't wake up until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the offensive line yet again couldn't get any room for Zeke. Fifteen carries, thirty-three yards, and that's not all on him. They were consistently playing ten guys in the box, and the Cowboys were still running the same plays, calling the same plays. Um, I mean, Dak had a couple of throws that he looked better on, but he doesn't throw deep balls unless he knows 100% that the receivers are open. So he got Gallup on a long touchdown. It was great. Um, But anytime there's any sort of coverage and there's no separation or or you need to throw the guy open, he just can't do it still. Um, He looked pretty good on that last drive, but then the coaching staff did what the coaching staff does, which is coach scared. Jason Garrett coaches to not lose games. He doesn't coach to win games. And there's a really big difference because when you coach to not lose a game, you're going to lose the game. They had enough time left to take a shot at the end zone and then still kick the field goal if they need to kick the field goal. Instead, you hand the ball off and play for the field goal to go to overtime? Why? That's you know what? what? The, that's what the kids call nowadays little dick energy. It was. I mean, honestly, it was. It was terrible. And I give Dak a lot of shit. Uh, the first thing I want to say is, like, on a personal level, I absolutely adore De- uh, Dak because I feel like he actually tries his hardest and I feel like he's really giving it his all. I just don't think he physically can make the throws necessary to be a starting NFL quarterback. And I and I don't think he I don't think he or the offensive line adjusts and picks up blitzes well enough. Yeah, um, but it also doesn't help when you have an incompetent head coach. Oh you don't. And the fact that like, you know, first down, everybody knows what the Cowboys do on first down, handing it off to Zeke. Everybody knows this this playbook. And it's easy to it's easy to read, you know exactly when they're gonna do everything. Um, but at the end of the game, he they were driving. On the last two drives. Um, so why not take a shot at the end zone? Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- what do you have to lose? Yeah. Uh, I just don't understand it. And then, you know, the snap infraction, which is whatever. Um, I don't think it was a snap infraction, but it was called a snap infraction. They missed the field goal. They lose 20-17. to 17. Hit the post. Hit the post. Posters are They bad. never should have been in that situation. No. They, you know, if Dak doesn't fumble... It's a different ball game. I think you guys are a better team than the Redskins. I honestly I, do. I think it was. I think they were. Both of us were really, really sloppy. Yeah. And it really just came down to who wanted it less. Yeah. 
Um, I really liked the tweet that I uh, I sent to you yesterday though from at uh, just RVB, where he said that <laughs> Jason Garrett is the spiritual heir to Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I I can't disagree with that. It's it's pretty sad. I I really think that this team is incompetent enough to go eight and eight, nine and seven, and either win the division because the division's that bad, or miss the division and they get a shitty draft pick. Yeah. Um. But let's talk about a draft pick. Because a lot of this was talking about how the Cowboys would get a f- good first-round pick. My hope was maybe you draft a quarterback, maybe you package something, you move up. Nah. Um, get somebody, get get your guy. But nope, nope, we trade a first-round pick for Amari Cooper from the Raiders. Hey, he's good in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> a second-round pick is too much for a Hall of Fame safety in Earl Thomas. He's out right now, though. He's hurt. No, I understand that. But back in the draft, the Cowboys balked. At sending a second round pick to Seattle to get a really strong argument could be made the best safety of a generation. Oh, yeah. Um, but that, that was too I, steep a price. But Amari Cooper, who can't put together solid games in a row. Yeah, but at that point, you guys thought Dez was going to break and come back. No, I, I honestly don't think that Dez was. I think that they were done with Dez. You think so? I really do. I don't. I don't think they had any intention because the Cowboys, all of the reports out of Dallas. Where that they never even offered him a pay cut. Yeah. Had they offered him a pay cut, he said no, and then they cut him, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they just outright released him tells me that, that, that Dez was never in the plans to yeah. come back. Um, and I mean, like, let's, let's talk Amari Cooper for a minute. Amari Cooper's rookie year, I mean, he was fantastic. 72 catches, 1,070 yards, and six touchdowns. That's really impressive for a rookie wide receiver. Rookie wide receivers usually take a year or two to adjust to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Typically, I I feel like very rarely do rookie wide receivers make that kind of impact. Mm -hmm. And the next year, he was even better. Um, 83 catches, 1,153 yards, five touchdowns. And then 2017, um, last year, he he had some trouble. I mean, he he wasn't good. He started 12 games and had 48 catches, 680 yards, and seven touchdowns. Uh, the Raiders as a whole struggled. So yeah, maybe, their, their car got hurt that year, didn't he? Um, in 2017. I don't remember. If, I don't think. Was car hurt last year? Pretty sure he got hurt. Um, at some point. he was. It was, a ba- it was just a bad year for the Raiders in general. Yeah. This year he comes back and he's been inconsistent like he was last year. Really inconsistent. Um, so far this season, you know, first game of the year against the Rams, one catch, nine yards. That's pretty atrocious. Um, playing at Denver against you know a comp- really competent corners, like a really good secondary, he was actually fantastic. 10 catches, 116 yards. Plays against Miami. They're not a good defense. Uh, two catches, 17 yards. Plays against Cleveland. Eight catches, 128 yards and a touchdown. And then week five again at the Chargers, one catch, 10 yards. Plays against Seattle. One target, no catches. Um... I just don't. He he can't put good games together. I mean, if you if you look at it, it is quite literally every other game he has a great game. Yeah. Uh, so why give up a first round pick for a guy? And also, his contract expires at the end of the year. Now the Raiders the Raiders took the fifth round or took the uh, the fifth year option. Yeah. Which is guaranteed for injury. Uh, I just don't. Why are you trading a first round pick for a guy who may not be here in a year or two years? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's worth it. If the Eagles made that kind of pick, I would I would be pissed. I I was I was actually talking to my dad and I was like, you know what, if the first round price I said this two days ago to my dad, that first round price for Amari Cooper is ridiculous. Mm. No team would make that. Um but you know what, if the Cowboys can get him for like a fourth round pick, maybe a third, I would consider it. Especially in light like I, I wouldn't want Kelvin Benjamin coming over here. Yeah. because uh, I don't think he's any good. Yeah. Insert. But just going for a first round pick, it's just asinine. I just. Insert the rest of development intro. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good idea. <laughs> I just. Yeah, I. Jerry Jones' general manager is horrific to begin with. Yeah. But this is like a new low. He reminds me of Darth Sidious. Can I just also mention the last three wide receivers the Cowboys, the high profile wide receivers the Cowboys traded for? Joey Galloway, mm-hmm. that was a disaster. Yep. And Roy Williams, which one of the worst trades in the history of NFL. Yeah. That was horrific for the Cowboys. Hey. 
That's why we teach history, Mitch. So we don't repeat. So our we actions. just do the same thing again and again. No, so we don't repeat our actions. Maybe, maybe that Texas education didn't really uh, bode Jerry Jones that well. I think Jerry Jones from Arkansas, actually. Oh, well, that explains it a lot. Arkansas? Are you kidding me? Arkansas. I can see you're a real enlightened uh, enlightened northerner over here. <laughs> it's pronounced Arkansas. I also just don't know like what what he adds to this team, considering we have a quarterback who can't throw the ball more than 10 yards downfield. And again, love Dak on a personal level. I just don't think he, he can make throws. I don't think Amari Cooper is going to get the separation you think he's going to get. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, he used to be a vertical threat. He used but, to be, and he had a quarterback throwing him the ball who uh, could get the ball in out. tight windows. And I mean, Derek Carr is more willing to take risks than Dak Prescott, but I just don't know what the Cowboys are thinking. I think that was just a real stupid trade. And what's the best case scenario for the Cowboys? I mean, honestly, what what is the best case scenario? You get him on the bye week, so he had the bye week with Oakland, so he didn't play this week. Now he's coming to the Cowboys. Cowboys have their bye week. He's well rested. He's well rested. Final stride into the end of the season. And ready to take on the Titans because we play the Titans on Monday night. Trash in two weeks, so we should win that game. Yeah. And then we have the Eagles, in in Philly. It's gonna be a tough game. And then you you're looking at the rest of the Cowboys schedule, at Atlanta, at home against the Skins, at home against the Saints, at home against the Eagles in Indy, at home against the Bucks, and then in in New York. It's not a difficult schedule, but it's I not, just... not, but you could easily go either 50-50 or mm-hmm. 25-75 on that. I think they beat the Titans. I think they beat the, I think they beat the Skins. I think we split with the Eagles. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm not going to try and act all high and mighty like I did going into this season. We split, I, th- I, I think we could easily split with you guys. So, you know, looking at it, so let's... Objectively split. Let's restart. Titans, we should win that game. You know, at that point, you're 4-4. Four and four. Looking at the Eagles-Cowboys game... I think they split them, so I'll just say the one in Philly they lose. Um, okay, you're four and five. Falcons, they are so inconsistent. I have no clue what Falcons. Their defense team isn't like. though; it's their offense. I, I just don't know what Falcons team you're going to see. And our, we have a really good defense. The Cowboys defense is really yeah. good this year. I, I don't know. That's a toss up. So you're either looking at five and five or, or four and six. Uh, Redskins, I think they win. Saints. They're gonna they're gonna lose the Saints. Yeah, it's just not they're, they're not gonna be the Saints. Um, you know they win the other Eagles game. I think they beat the Colts. I think they beat the Bucks. And I think they beat the Giants. So I have them going you know over the last four weeks of the season going three and one, but they could also be like three and one in the games before that too. Yeah, or one and three. I just I think the best case scenario is Cowboys are ten and six, and that is a mighty optimistic. That's very optimistic. That's mighty optimistic, yeah. and it's not a good ten and six. Yeah, because I can like not to be like tooting the Eagles' horn, but like mm-hmm. we are, we have a better shot at mm-hmm. beating you guys two zero this season than than you guys beating us two zero. So like, oh, I I think that the Eagles are a more talented team, and I think they are a better coached team. That's what I mean. I think you guys got some serious offensive line issues to work out. Well, Jason Peters should not be on the fucking field. Secondary issues to work out. But, you know, let's look at the Eagles schedule too, right? So the Eagles have the Jags uh, in London, London, right? Yep. I would have written that off as a win, but the fact that you're going to London, which is like a second home game for the Jaguars. I mean, it's quite literally a second home game for the Jaguars. Yeah, because they're staying. So they're more used, they're used to making that flight more. I think the Jags are garbage. Yeah. Um, So you should win that game, but... I, I feel there's a tiny amount of upset potential. Well, they probably already left to get adjust to attempt to get adjusted with. They should have. They should have yeah. at least. I just think that there's a tiny amount of upset potential, especially with how they've oh, been yeah. embarrassed the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, then you have then you have us. You have the Saints. I, I don't see. I don't see you beating the Saints. The Giants, Skins, us again, Rams, Texans, and and Skins. You also have a schedule that like. I could see you going 500. I could see you winning three of these games. I could see you winning all except for one or two. I can see us clearing. The, I don't think you beat the the Rams. Or the I Saints. don't think I don't think we beat the Rams or the Saints either. I think that we could easily like not easily, but I can see my I can see ourselves going 2-0 for the season against the Giants. I can see them going 2-0 against the Skins, just because of the way that they're playing. The the Skins are a fascinating team to me. Um, 
because they are the best team in the division right now. Yeah. By, you know, we're we're both 3 and 4 and they're 4 and 2. I don't think they're any good. I mean, if you look at the teams that they've beaten, you know, a, a terrible Cardinals team. Yep. Um they beat a overrated Packers team. Yep. And then they beat a Panthers team that I don't think anyone can figure out. And then they beat the most inconsistent Dallas Cowboys I've ever seen. Yeah. They lost to the Colts, who are a terrible football team. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I think the Colts are actually... Andrew Luck is is Andrew Luck. Yeah. Their head coach is pretty good. And I like their head coach, Frank Reich, but... And I think they play from behind well. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're just not a good football team right now. No. They lost to the Ravens, who, who are pretty good. And they lost to the Broncos... Well, that was actually preseason. Never mind, sorry. Um... So, yeah, just the Colts and the Ravens. Yeah. No. Ravens are preseason two. I am. Womp womp. Wow. I can't read. Sorry. They've beaten the Cardinals. They lost to the Colts. They beat the Packers. They lost to the Saints. They beat the Panthers. And they beat the Cowboys. So they lost to the Colts and the Saints. There's no shame in losing to the Saints. I think the Saint. I think it's going to be a Saints... Rams NFC Championship. I can game. see it. Um, Some major upsets would have to happen for that not to. Yeah, happen. and you look ahead of the rest of the skin season. They get the Giants. That they're going to beat the Giants. Hey, like okay, so they're they're going to Falcons, Bucks, Texans, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Jags, Titans, Eagles. They have an easy schedule. I like our two teams and the uh, the Redskins are not playing consistent football, but at least we're not consistently trash like the Giants. But if I'm the Giants. I mean, I would ra- actually, as a Cowboys fan right now, I'd rather be in the Giants position. And I'll tell you why. To have another good draft pick and waste it on a running back? You have your first round pick, and you won't. Uh, I guess my thing is, is like, if I'm the Giants at this point, let me just evaluate everybody on the roster. You know? I'm just going to start playing guys who I know I don't really have business playing just to see if they're worth anything to keep. Yeah. So I'm going to clean house next year. Like yeah. Eli, but you know that's not gonna happen. I know it's not gonna happen, but like it's time. It's time to move on from Eli. Better. You think he'll be a, a backup next year, or you think he's gonna retire? If I if I am the, the the Giants, I am saying we will either release you, or you can retire. I would not keep him under contract. Mm. And I don't. And you're not gonna trade him for. You're When's not his contract him. up this year? I honestly don't know when his contract expires. Um... He signed that extension a few years ago. Yeah, that's what I remember. I just can't remember the time frame for that. But I really, like, they shouldn't have benched him and, and, and stopped his streak from last yeah, year. Yeah, that was just... That was asinine. Not right to but, respectful. But, they, like, he, he, he's a, he was a good quarterback. Like, and you see that in hot flashes for, like, one or two plays. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So I actually have his, I actually have his contract. He's under contract this year, he's under contract next year, and then in 2020, he's an unrestricted free agent. That's ridiculous. I I think you move on from him, and then you give him the option to continue his career or not. Yeah. I, I just don't see... He's not a good quarterback at this stage in his career. No. Um, he's not even hurting you. Like, he is actively yeah. hurting the Giants. Yep. Um, so, you know what, if I'm the Giants, like, I have this world of possibilities. I'm going to get a top five draft pick. Will I be able to either use in a quarterback, trade back, get more assets, or you know, do whatever I want with? I'm gonna get a relatively easy schedule next year. The rest of my division sucks, so there's a good chance that next year, if I make a decent improvement in you know the coaching staff develops too, that I can make a run to the division. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I the Cowboys, are, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, and the Redskins are all in that mode of like they're gonna go eight and eight, or they're gonna go nine and seven. They're gonna get destroyed in the first round, and they're all gonna get terrible draft picks. The Cowboys don't even have a fucking first-round draft pick. So, so you guys have nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose by just going for broke. Yeah. And, like, I'm not advocating tanking. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, trust the process. Have, trust the process. Hey, work for my Sixers. Um, I'm just saying that if I could choose which situation I'm in, I'm more inclined to be in the Giants. I'd rather be in the Giants situation right now. But yeah. you know what? Well, the Cowboys are at least competitive, and every week they are competitive. They're just... They play down to the level of their competition. Yeah. Um, make a shot, fine. But I just don't see any way any of these teams get out of the first round of the playoffs. No, no. A major upset would have to happen for that 
or just or just major adjustments, which happens, right? Like mm-hmm. teams get better throughout the season. It absolutely happens. Yeah. I just don't. I I just am not a believer just yet. And Jason Garrett since 2010 has not done anything to make me a believer. Yeah, I can still. Versus Doug Peterson, who you know what? Like if I'm an Eagles fan, like I. I probably do feel more confident in my team. You won the Super Bowl last year. Doug Peterson's a good coach. Yeah, I'm. I'm more confident that I can see our our Eagles going ten and six um, for the season and still winning the division. But yeah, I it's getting more and more difficult to try and see that every day. I think that I think that part of the problem is also is that regardless of what anyone wants to say, losses build, especially yeah. really heartbreaking losses. Yep. The Eagles have had two absolute. Just gut wrenching, gut wrenching losses with the Titans, and now, uh, fucking Panthers. Now with the Panthers, so that does something to the psyche of a team, and I think it's really frustrating for a locker room when you have a guy like Carson Wentz who's just going all out, mm-hmm. um, and getting no help. Yeah, especially from the offensive line, especially from the defense, and if, if the Eagles' offensive line doesn't shape up, Carson Wentz is not going to no. play the rest of the year. Nope. We'll be playing because uh, I'm seeing with Nikki, the Cowboys. Nikki Foles. And you know what? Sometimes you your your players you absolutely love. I know we talked about it a little bit last podcast, but like Tyron Smith for the Cowboys uh, has been really tough to watch that this yeah. year. Jason Peters, same Jason Peters, the same situation. And the Cowboys not having Travis Frederick has been sometimes one guy means a lot. Not that Joe Looney's been bad, he hasn't. But Travis Frederick is a perennial Pro Bowler, All Pro for a reason. Yeah. Joe Looney is a backup for a reason. But. I feel like we both got some of that off of our chest. Thank God. <laughs> really Fuck quickly, sake. I just want to talk about college football for a second. Yeah, go for it. Um, how you feel about Rutgers? <laughs> we got better this week. Yeah, we were winning for one half of a game of football. <laughs> hey, man, we were leading for a moment. Right? For a moment. Uh, this This team is so difficult to watch. It's just, it's like, it's difficult to watch because... Because you're a Big Ten team, you're yeah, you're a big, Division One in the Spotlight College Football Conference, and you are a terrible team. And we played Northwestern, who is now four and three, so they were a better team going into this game. But we are one and seven, but and it feels like we're zero and eight. The school, the rest of the athletic, uh, uh, athletic department for Rutgers, New Brunswick, the main campus. Um, the Big Ten is really good at men's and women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is mm-hmm. really good. They got Penn State and... and uh, no, uh, we actually have some amazing, good, amazing athletic programs. It's the fact that it's football. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. the big one. The big one we're yeah. not good at, but every other major sport that's good nationally for the rest of college athletics, we're mm-hmm. pretty good... In. Well, I think women's soccer, I mean, and like, let's you know, take the opportunity to, to shout that out. I think they're number one in the conference right now, aren't they? I believe. They were at some point this season. I'm not sure if they still are. That's fantastic. I mean, that actually doesn't really get the attention that it, that it deserves. Yeah. Um, but football's the one that's in the spotlight. Football's also the moneymaker. Yeah. I mean, you see how much money they pump into it to lose seven games. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... It was homecoming, and the stadium was empty, and that was that was sad. Yeah, well, everybody was tailgating outside. They'd rather be outside and at the bars and shit than... They'd the... rather forget the game that they're about to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is what it came down to. You, 15 of 31, 81 yards passing. That is a Dak Prescott-like performance. Yeah, very Dak Prescott-like <laughs> The Cowboys are, are after Sikowski next. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little below. I'm just but, I'm just waiting on Rutgers wrestling to start because we're pretty good. We're re- we're great at wrestling. Really good at wrestling. Um, um, I think we're in the top fifteen or top twenty for uh, teams this year. Really nationally, yeah. I were I was not aware that we were that good. I knew yeah. that uh, women's soccer is huge for us. Yeah. Um, and women's basketball is huge for us too. We got we got but, the number two uh, in two weight classes with Anthony Ashnault and uh, Nick Seriano. I love it. Throwing out some love for some Yeah, football. yeah, man. Some school pride. Yeah. Let's make our way to the NBA. Oh, Christ. Uh, as we're going to continue around the league. This isn't as bad. No, it's not. I mean, the Sixers, uh, early season, I mean, the first game of the season, um, played the Celtics, and there was a lot of rust. Uh, I absolutely love that. I, I shouldn't say I love. It sucks when your star player has to be like, 
you know, call out your team in the game well, in the first game of the year. But I love that Embiid, when he was asked about the rivalry with the, with the Celtics and the Sixers, was just like, this isn't a rivalry. They kick our ass. Yeah. Uh, I, I, JoJo is just the national treasure. Um, it's because he doesn't... I love this man. He doesn't give a shit. No, but he you know what? He honestly doesn't. He is so good. <laughs> he is. He, he's in contention for Defensive Player of the Year, probably. Yeah, he's just... He's a monster. But you know what? Two and one. Um... They're looking. They're actually looking good after that ugly, really ugly first game of the year. I mean, I know that they've only played two more, the Bulls and then the Magic. But you know, watching that game against the Magic, they were moving the ball. I mean, it was one hundred and sixteen, hundred and fifteen. Yeah. Oh, I just love JJ Redick. Thirty-one points. I mean, he was on fire at the end of the game, and B was throwing up thirty-two. Um, How do you feel that that Fultz is starting over him? I don't like it. Um, well, I shouldn't say I don't like it. I because Reddy could get his starting spot any back at we, any time he wanted. We invested a ton in Fultz, yeah. right? And Fultz is the future. Reddick is in his thirties. I see him sticking around for another year, maybe two, if we're really lucky, and if his knees, you know, hold up. Yeah. Um. And if he can continue to play at the level he's playing at, but Fultz is the future of this team. They invested a lot in him, and they look fucking stupid for that trade. With how good Jason Tatum's been. Oh, yeah. So, they really need Fultz to play and play well. He missed a lot of last year. I think part of that was by design. Um, like, everybody does, I think. Yeah. I don't think everyone really thought he was out for that long. I think they held him out mm-hmm. to work on the shot, his shot. Um, I, I think he's a, he's a hardworking kid who's really trying to improve. Mm-hmm. And you need to let him play through his struggles. So, yeah. I'm okay, especially now in the early part of the season. But... Through three games, which is a small sample size, he has not looked the way you want him to look. Especially, yeah. you know, it was interesting we played Boston that first game of the season, right? After losing the playoffs to them and with the, with the Tatum trade and the Fultz trade. And unfortunately, yeah. Fultz is going to forever be linked to Tatum, and that's not fair to him. It's not. But you, when you trade picks like that and it, the other team comes away with Jason Tatum... It's inevitable. You need you need more from Fultz. Yeah. Um, I think in the long term, if we're a really good team that, that has a chance to, to do really well in the East this year, but we're going to have trouble with teams like Boston until we add another piece. I love Redick, and I think he really does help if he gets more minutes. Yeah. So that's how I feel on that. What about you? Um, I think JJ could get his starting spot back whenever he wanted. I oh, mean, absolutely. how many how many points did he have the other day? 34. Two or 31. 30, 31 or 32? Yeah. Off the bench. That's crazy numbers. But it's not crazy yeah. to think because he should be a starter. We're just keeping him off so that Fultz can get more starting minutes. And he's on that another year contract. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, is good for the, it, it protects the Sixers and that, like, you know, if his body completely breaks down and he starts to suck, um, you're not liable for him, especially he's an older guy. Mm-hmm. But... I really, really like Redick. So and I love that he's passionate and... He loves the city. He loves the city. I think he really wants to be here. People were getting really mad that he was talking about how he almost went to Indiana. Yeah. See, Shut like, up. It's a, it's a fucking business. See, like, uh, you know, I feel like Philly's one of those cities and one of those sports towns people where... People overreact? Well, that too. You need to have, like, your star players that want to be here. You do, because especially if they're going to get they're going to catch the kind of shit that they catch on a daily basis. Because like if you have a star player that when you're the Milwaukee Bucks, like nobody's going to be upset that you don't want to be in Milwaukee. Right. You know what I mean, but like Philadelphia is a big historic sports town. Well, and especially after, you know what? Like the process sucks a little bit, but it paid off or yep. has paid off and the future's brighter than ever. Um if you're going to make a a bold decision to just outright suck for as long as the Sixers did. And just, like, shamelessly. Mm-hmm. Like, no bones about it. Like, yeah. we're very... They showed you all their cards. Um, there's a spotlight on you. Yeah. So... I just... I know it's I know it's NBA season when <laughs> I'm sitting at home watching the Sixers game with my mom and she's scary... Or she's screaming at Brett Brown through the television. Are you a Brett Brown guy? Um, I'm indifferent. Okay. Um, my mom hates him. Why? I uh, actually she, love Rick Brown. She, I understand that people feel like he puts them in bad situations sometimes. And that's it, true. And but. that's exactly why my mom... My mom thinks that there's less of a payoff for him 
for all the negatives that he that like seems to happen when he's in charge. Really? Yeah. I I don't know who you replaced it with. I don't know either, and I I bring that up to her every single time that she screams at the television. But I really like Brett Brown. I think you got to reward the dude for the fact that like. You know what? He stuck with this team, with this franchise, and with this city where we were terrible. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he was he went along with the plan, and he was told how bad they were going to be, and he never stopped caring about this this team. Yeah, and there's there's, so I, there's I, merit in that. The but. fact that he made an investment in us, maybe I didn't articulate that the right way, but the fact that he made such an investment in us um, makes me like really comfortable with the investment in him. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a big Brett Brown guy. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm foolish, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not hating the guy, but my mom does, so I find it funny because that's when I know that she's watching the game. Is when I can hear her through the walls <laughs> screaming at TNT. That's when. That's <laughs> when you know it is Sixers season. Yeah. Well, let's segue through that. Quick stops everywhere. Um, let's stop in the NHL really quick. All right. Uh, because you're talking about how you know that, that that's the time when you're screaming at the TV. Um, I know at NHL season when I'm screaming at the Flyers. Yeah, um, man. That's, uh, it's really difficult sometimes. But Yeah, they are, they're 4-4 four and four right now. They are frustrating to watch. I was actually going to go to the game tonight. So I was there Saturday. Yeah, how was it? It was great. They won. Yeah. They looked, I mean, it was it was 2-2 in the third, and then they mm. just came on with, like, three minutes left. Yeah. And they won 5-2. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you got a picture with Gritty, right? So, I actually want to talk about that. So, my dad and I are season ticket holders, and we were sitting down, watching the game, second period, mm-hmm. normal, talking, having a good time, as ones to do at the Flyers game. Exactly. We are both, like, we're talking, but we're focused on the ice, and we're, we're watching the game. All of a sudden, I feel like something you know, hit my beard, and my dad and I, like, simultaneously, like, looked towards each other, and then right between us was motherfucking Gritty. That's amazing. Um, and he squeaked his squeak toy hands, (laughs) (laughs) um, to let us know he was there. (laughs) Gritty, you're supposed to do that before you touch someone's beard. It was, it was terrifying and amazing, and then I got to high-five him and touch his stomach, and I can confirm... His stomach and his hands are squeaked twice. That's amazing. Uh, so dude. I got a picture with Gritty, which was great. Yeah. Uh, all hail Gritty. Gritty now, 2020. Did his hand touch your beard or was it his beard? I think it was like the excess fur from his beard. So your hair. your beard's touched. Our beard's touched. It was a spiritual That's man. hot. Listen, this is a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> My night with Gritty. Don't don't look up beards touching. <laughs> My Night with Gritty might be, might be a solid title for this episode. But Gritty was in our last title. Uh, should we just name all of our episodes after Gritty? I, I mean, we know. only talk about hockey for like a solid like 10 minutes. I know, it's not fair. Not even. <laughs> but, I mean, let's talk about some of the actual on-ice product. Uh, the goaltending situation with Flyers is abysmal as it has ever been. Mm. And the defense has not been good. Throw me out there. I'm pretty big. Just throw some pads on me. I'll play goalie. I don't give a shit. You sound like just like a dad who's just had it. I have. Like, I could have been a fucking contender. <laughs> no, but like it's just bullshit. Like mm-hmm. our our goalie play is so inconsistent. And it's early. I mean, it is. We early said that last year, though. But, I mean, I feel like everyone's just counting down the days until till Hart's able to play for the Flyers. I know. I am. I actually am. I am too, and I'm really excited for when that's gonna be. But until then, our goalie situation is Brian Elliott the starter. <laughs> and this is not the Brian Elliott of like seven years ago playing for the Blues. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, and, and the offense in general has been a little underwhelming. Voracek. Voracek is still putting up points, but I, I'd be a little frustrated with how he's been playing. Um, and Drew is the captain, and... and you want to see more out of your captain, especially out of one who scored 100 points last year. Yeah. It, again, it's early. It is early. Very early. Um, not everyone is going to be, you know, Austin Matthews, you know, with 16 points so far. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And 10 goals. Um, but, you know. Uh, hey, at least we won in a shootout the other day. That was like, that That really had you me never, You out. never see that. That was confusing that. to me. I know, right? I thought yeah. I entered a bizarro world. Same. It was just... 
Am I in the am I in the upside down? <laughs> I was I was actually um I was talking to Alex. We were we were watching Parks and Recreation on the couch. Should I check my phone? Um, I was like, holy shit! And she's like, what happened? Are you okay? And I was like, I think so. She's like, what happened? What happened? What happened? The Flyers just wanted a shootout. She's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I know. No, she's like, what What do you mean? Like, why is that such a big deal? Like, you should be happy the Flyers won. And I'm like, no, I'm really happy the Flyers won. I'm just super confused right now. Yeah, that was very f- far and few between last year. It's far, It's been few and far between for fucking forever. I know. Since the shootout, which is garbage, just thrown <laughs> out there, was invented, um... It's been not something I've been comfortable seeing. Yeah. Um, all right, let's make our way now, next, though. Do, do you want to... To baseball? Or do you want to cover baseball last, since it's the the primetime thing going on right now, and it's World Series? So yeah, know. man, let's go. Let's, you know, I, I think you had two things you really want to touch on, too. Yeah, it's... And then wait with baseball and wrap up. Yeah, Um. so the World Freestyle Wrestling Tournament is going on, or was going on this weekend. The final day is tomorrow or, or uh, Wednesday. Okay. Um, the men's have pretty much finished up. We have one more weight class left tomorrow. Okay. Um, with Kyle Snyder at um, I believe he wrestles at two hundred and five pounds, or whatever that is in uh, kilograms. But uh, yeah, man. But uh, we are out of contention for the team. The team race. Uh, so every medal and every every top or top seven or top eight uh placer gets. Points towards the team, and uh, we're out of contention against the fucking Russians. They they sealed the deal today, but uh, Team USA is leading right now um, with uh, medals earned. We also have three gold medal winners with David Taylor, Jaden Cox, and uh, Kyle Dake. And Kyle Dake is the first... Um, uh, wrestling champ, whether it's Olympic or World uh, Championships, to go the entire tournament without being scored on. He outscored his opponents thirty-seven to zero. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Because I'm dumb. Yeah. I don't follow wrestling. Okay. How does one get scored on or not get scored on in a wrestling? Match? Uh, whether it be takedowns or uh, pushed out of the circle. Okay. And stuff like that, like pins, back points. So is this not like WWE? No, it's not like WWE. There are no chairs. It's not like Glow? Um, no, no, not like Glow at all. I've actually never seen Glow. I, I've i seen it. I have like mixed feelings on it. I don't okay. know if it's as good as everyone says. I love Allison Brie from Community. Okay. And I love Mark Maron. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just haven't... I will never get into it. I was also never a big wrestling person or... A, mm. like, not a Stone Cold fan? I know The Rock. Do you know what he's cooking? What? And what he's what Is it smells it like? I don't know. It might be. I feel like there's an answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Whew. But yeah, Kyle Dake, he uh he outsmarts the I'm showing my age, but I'm not because I feel like it was like a rite of passage for like men in their twenties, like of the our generation, to watch WWE and wrestling. I just never got into it. Yeah, I was too I busy. I was knee deep in like baseball. Football, hockey, basketball, and comic books. Yeah. So usually it's either comic books or wrestling. Because yeah, a lot, a lot of kids, thing. a lot of kids would get into all the, the all the things that you talked about, except like they have to pick one thing to do in their free time that just eats away at it for no reason, and that's either wrestling or or comic books. Yeah, man. But yeah, Kyle yeah, Dake. Hefty comic book collection. <laughs> you do, you do. Uh, Kyle Dake uh, teched. Three of his opponents, I believe, uh, and then one in the finals, um, and didn't get scored on the entire tournament. It hasn't happened in six years. Um, that's huge. That's killer, man. Um, and then Kyle Snyder wrestles for gold tomorrow, and it's his fourth appearance in the World Championship Finals, fourth time in a row, which I think also ties the record. But wow, yeah, yeah. Team USA uh, really showing their dominance on the U.S. Or the wrestling freestyling circuit in uh in the world. I love it. I love that you teach me about new sports every week. Yeah, I try, man. I, I need to find something to teach you about. That's why I'm here. Besides life wisdom. I mean, I never got the talk. The talk. The talk. All right. I'll save it for after. Okay. I really want something to say to you, but for some reason, my 
my ability to improvise right now. <laughs> I'm training you to be a father. Oh my god! Listen, need, you need to practice the talk on me because I never got it. I had I tried to practice the talk with the cat about like you know being responsible and to stop drinking out of my water bottle, but my or my water glass, but. She still won't listen to me. She's just a... She's We're talking about the same talk, right? Like, not licking water from other people's glasses, right? Oh, yeah. That De- talk, definitely. Okay, cool. Definitely, definitely. Cool. Yeah. All right. I never got that from my parents. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can tell because, like, you know, you're you're licking out of the cat's water I'm bowl right now. I'm just a savage, bro. I can't help it. Uh, Indiana cat's water bowl. Um, but let's, let's wrap up with some baseball, man. All right. Our World Series predictions were wrong. Yeah, I mean, I said Dodgers. Did you so say Do- you said I- Dodgers and Astros? Uh, I said no. I'm pretty sure. This. I'm pretty sure I said Boston. Okay. Well, congratulations. My World Series predictions were wrong. I think you said you I had said, Dodgers Astros. You said Dodgers Astros. I said Dodgers and whoever makes it out of the series between Yankees and Red Sox. Which was fair. Yeah, that was fair. Yeah. I am now ready to say that I think it will be the Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> I I think the Dodgers. I really want the Dodgers to beat the Red Sox. Yep. I mean. So, I, I, so for the NL, I'm firmly a Phillies fan, and the AL, I do root for the Red Sox, um, but, 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 I am a huge Chase Utley fan. Same. He was my favorite player growing up. And I know he probably won't be on the World Series roster, but I want him to go out with another ring. Yeah, he'll still get a ring. He played enough, right. he played enough games this season, so. Exactly. So I, I'm pulling for the Dodgers, even though traditionally... I pull for the Red Sox in the AL. Yeah, um, well, fuck the Red Sox. They're the best. They were the best team this year. Let's see. Uh, I always root for the underdog when it's not us. Yeah, I don't yeah. always do that. Oh, get out of here! Stop with your underdog references. Well, how do you feel about uh, Chris Sale's belly button ring fiasco? Did you see that? I didn't see it, but he, uh, so enlighten our listeners. So, uh, some he was he was being interviewed the other day, and they had asked him why he was. Uh, he wasn't uh, appearing, and he was he was uh, he went to the hospital or the clinic or doctor or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure if he was joking or not. I don't think he was, but he said that he had an irritated belly button ring from taking it in and out too many times. That is so. I mean, I mean, it's 2018. I'm look. I'm cool with like. I feel like if you are, if you're Chris Sale, you know what I mean, and you are 12 and 4 in your you know throughout the regular season with a 2.11 ERA. Yeah. You could have as many belly button rings as you want cuz yeah. you're an absolute ace and a dominant pitcher. Well, I think you can only do one. One belly button ring? Yeah, you or can't. Or one or you can be an ace or a dominant pitcher? <laughs> no, like one belly button ring. I mean, you can only do the top. I would be impressed if you can get more than one. Well, I probably can cuz I got a pretty deep belly button, but like so I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. I still hilarious. It's hilarious. I hope it's true because I I hope it's true. Part of me wonders if it's like Chris Sale trying to do the best he can to come as close to like Kurt Schilling's bloody sock as possible, <laughs> which is not possible because the bloody sock is one of just baseball's best moments of oh, yeah. this century. Yeah. Uh, whether the bloody sock was real or not, I have no clue. Uh, but it was just such a fun baseball moment. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's ludicrous. I think he's ridiculous. I think he's also an amazing pitcher. And I am really looking forward to watching game one of the World Series. Yeah, did they, did they announce the, the pitchers, the starting pitchers? Yeah, so it's going to be Clayton Kershaw okay. against Chris Sale. Okay. Which is, I mean, talk about a pitcher's paradise, like a matchup that you just always want to see. The biggest stage in baseball, having it be Chris Sale versus Clayton Kershaw. I mean... Oh, what more can you ask for, man? Two of the best pitchers of the generation. I mean, Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher of his generation. Yeah. Uh, surefire Hall of Famer. And Chris Hill's been a pretty fucking amazing pitcher, too, for his whole career. He's been, he has, he's been a little hurt this season, though, right? I think he was hurt this year, yeah. I mean, he only threw 158 innings. He had 27 starts. Okay. But he still was 12-4 and four with a 2.11 ERA. So when he was pitching, he was pitching really well. Yeah. Um... And that's been his, his the mo for his career. I mean, it also doesn't hurt to have the best uh, team in baseball. It doesn't, and I and I ultimately think that, that the Red Sox lineup is just going to be better than better than the, than the Dodgers. Yeah, well, Mookie Betts is like fucking 
He's a monster. He is. He's an absolute he, monster. He's like 04 Madden with uh with Michael Vick. With Michael Vick. Oh, it's a cheat baseball. Code. He's a cheat code. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Uh and the also jump, the dives and the catches that I see this guy make in the outfield plus having a heavy bat. Oh yeah, I mean He's good. He's he's a really he good He is player. a I would say he is the second best outfielder. Yeah. In baseball. Mm-hmm. Not Bryce Harper. No. It's Betts. Yeah. Um I'm really curious though. I mean the interesting thing about Kershaw is I think everybody knows that Clayton Kershaw is like the best pitcher of his generation by far. Uh, been in the league since 2008. This man, <laughs> with the exception of his rookie year, where he went 5-5 five and five in 21 starts, only 107 innings, he had a 4.2 ERA. That's his very first time playing against major league hitters. Yeah. Since then, this man has never had an ERA above 2-9. He only had a 2-9 once. The next closest was 2-7. He posted a sub-2 ERA three times. And this year was his worst year since... This is the worst year he's had since 2009. He had a 2.73 ERA. Jesus. <laughs> and in 2009, 2010, I'm sorry. In 2010, he had a 2.9 ERA. I mean, it's just... Uh, cheat code. Chico. He's a fucking Chico. It's he's amazing, fair. but he, he but he's also not been a great postseason pitcher. He's yeah. nine and eight for his career with a four oh nine ERA in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, this year he's been better. He's been two and one with a two point three. Sale in his postseason career um, also not good. <laughs> he's one and two with a five point eight ERA, and that's including the one win he had this year with a three four ERA. Okay, not as bad as David Price. Who is just this man's kryptonite is the postseason. He's three and nine in twelve starts in his postseason career with a five oh four ERA. This year he's one and one with a five one. Although he played pretty well uh the last game he pitched in, he he delivered when the Red Sox needed him to the most. No one told me I had to pitch after the season was over. <laughs> it's like Donovan McNabb forgetting the ties or a thing. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think it's gonna be a great World Series game. I I'm excited too. I'm still really slighted that the the MLB is really adverse to showcasing their smaller market teams. Yeah. Like I still think. I mean, I'm going back to it again, but I think in the in the ALDS, like Astros, Cleveland should have had a primetime game. Oh, for sure. The Brewers should have had more primetime games. Um, and I'm really, I'm really curious to see how those two teams do. My guess is Houston's due for a regression next year, just because baseball seasons add up on you. Exactly. And it's actually really hard to get back to the playoffs after you win a World Series. So the fact that the Astros did, and they got as far as they did, is super impressive. Mm-hmm. But two years of that, I think, is going to be a little bit much on the pitching staff especially. A lot. I think, uh, I think it's going to put a toll on it, because I, I think it's a ridiculous amount of games that baseball players play. In oh, my, it's too many. In my, in my opinion, I think they could probably go with like thirty less games and be fine. I think you're right. I think, I think the game is a little better when you you know, 120 games is probably yeah, it's fine. You won't. Part of the problem is though is then you're not going to see, you know, players throw throw up 55 home runs a year. No, yeah, of course. Which is, but... like we're seeing with the NFL, viewers want scoring. I mean, baseball's having a viewership decline. To be anyway, yeah. But people pay attention when you're hitting home runs. Yeah. Just like... I actually did a, a paper on that before. Really? Yeah, I talked about how since the steroid era of baseball, their viewership has been declining. <laughs> Which is a shame because I... I mean, without getting up on like my weird soapbox, like I love baseball. I grew up playing baseball. Um, nothing's better than sitting at Citizens Bank Park in July mm-hmm. with a beer watching... You know, Aaron Nola, just deal from the mound. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. He's great. Um, but, you know, you look around and that ballpark's half empty, and part of that is because the team, the product, the last, the product since that fire sale where the whole 08 team left yeah. um, has been abysmal, and part of that's just because people aren't going to baseball games as much. Yeah. Um, it's sad, though, because baseball's great. Yeah. They just they need to work on their pace of game, and I think they overcorrect too. Like they were like, "Oh, well, we what's gonna get people back is if we have replay." It's like, no, no replay's that's... fucking stupid. Stop it. You don't need replay for baseball. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, 
But that's my soapbox about baseball. But I'm amped for this World Series. I think it's gonna be a great World Series. I hope it is. Uh, I'm guessing Red Sox and six. You? I'm saying it's gonna take the Dodgers all seven games. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, there's only Do- one way to find Dodgers, out. Dodgers and seven. And that's to sit on our couch and watch and, and not watch. participate. Yeah. That's the only way to find out. Let's just buy a ticket, you know, with my $15 in my bank account. So I, so you brought that up. This is actually a nice segue for me. Um, it's 2008 and 10 years ago, the Phillies won the World Series. Yeah. I was fortunate enough. I got to go to game three of the 2008 World Series. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, my dad surprised my brother, my twin brother, Vincent and I. Um, it was the rain delay game, so we were stuck in a rain delay for like two and a half hours in the bank park. Yeah, that was, was a, that was a rain. late game. We had standing room only seats, and we got to watch the game from Harry the Case. I'm a freshman in high school. Everybody around us is like absolutely fucking hammered. So my dad was like, all right, we're going to eat in here, and we're going to relax. We're going to wait to get in, and we're going to eat slowly. So we're going to spend as much time here and not in the rain as possible. Uh, and it was fucking brilliant because by the time we finished eating it, he's like, he ordered like two appetizers, then we ordered our entrees, then we ordered dessert. Yeah. Um, and by the time we finished it, the fifth inning, and they're like, you know what? Like, you guys just stay here and just watch the game from Harry the Cage. We don't care. So we got to watch the game, and it was absolutely incredible having that view of the ballpark, watching Jamie Moyer just deal. Oh, dude. Uh, Howard Nutley hit back-to-back home runs, and it was a game that ultimately, I mean, game four, I think, is the game everybody looks to. Is mm-hmm. That's the game. Um, but it was a 1-1 series, and Game 3 changed the course. Oh, yeah, dude. And so... I, I actually... I didn't get to go to one of the... I didn't get to go to any of the World Series games, but I, uh... I was in... I had a ticket at, uh, the Phillies for that, that same year, mm-hmm. but, uh, in the first series of the playoffs against the Brewers. Oh, for, were you for, at the first, Brett for, Myers game? I think so. Okay. I can't remember. I was in sixth grade. It's, it's kind of hard for me to remember. No, that's fair. I, I know I was at the game. So that one is famous for the, the Victorino Grand Slam and that, like, you know, Sabathia's, you know, pitching to to Brett Myers and Brett Myers having that crazy. Oh, yeah. Bat. Yeah, yeah, I think I was at that game. I forget how many pitches it was, but it was, it was, it was an absurd game, amount. And Brett was Myers it, was it game one or two? One hitter. What? Was it game one or two? <sighs> I want to say it was game one. I, I, was, I do I'm, not remember. I was, I was at exactly. game one. Um, it was dope. I, yeah, I, I think that that after, after like the, you know, the final World Series game in 08, when they yeah. you know won the World Series. Yeah, that is my second or third favorite postseason game of all time. Yeah, um, I still think that that, that they lost the game one nothing against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doc. That game where Doc pitched against Chris Carpenter mm-hmm. um, was an absolute pitcher's duel, and unfortunately, that one mistake. That was a great game. Mm-hmm. I know that like the, the the flashy one to pick is Doc's postseason no hitter, which now that I'm processing and talking out loud and thinking, that's obviously number two. Yeah. Um, but then I would say that Doc Chris Carpenter game. That was pretty good um, too. It's just it was a heartbreaker. Oh, you know, yeah. you lose one nothing, but that, that they were t- he was so good yeah, <laughs> that man. whole game. R.I.P. Man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then that that bat. Um, but all right, do you have anything you want to plug or bring us home with? Um, <laughs> uh, just follow me on Twitter at Drew, <laughs> at Drew Harper. Uh, the E's are threes, and there's a uh, there's an underscore in between the first and last name. Um, I love it. I tweet some of the funnies sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You personally, or are they retweets? I've been. I see. I'm. I'm notorious for my likes and my retweets, just because like I, when I like something, I don't like just go. This is peak millennial I, culture. I don't just go. Ha oh ha ha. That's funny. Like I want to show other people, so like I like it and retweet it if necessary. Yeah. Uh, most, mean, of, most of the time it is. Um, but I've been tweeting a lot of my own stuff lately, so I'm proud of you. Uh, thanks, Dad. Um, follow me there. Um, and you you'll probably be disappointed like my parents, but you know. Well, you know what? I feel like the world should be consistent and also disappoint you. Yeah, I think so. So no one will follow you after this. Probably not. But it's good. That's fine. Um, So for me, what I would like to plug is I have another podcast called The Quest for More Money, a podcast about movie franchises, where it's become a monthly podcast at this point. Um, 
we just talk about a different movie franchise every season. We're still on our first season. Only episode out right now is episode one. We're doing the Scream franchise. But in time for Halloween, episode two is going to be out on the sequel, Scream 2. Um, really excited with that one. So please, it's also on Anchor, wherever you can get your podcasts. Um, give the question more money a listen. And then give us a nice review. Uh, and speaking of giving us nice reviews, please, if you're listening to this, give Drew and I a nice review. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty dope. You can get this one, obviously, you're listening to it wherever you can get your podcast, but uh, leave us a kind review, because if you're listening to this, you probably would like, if you made it this far, I feel like you didn't hate the episode. Yeah, you know, or you just feel sorry for or us. Or you just feel really sorry for us, and you're just like, I, I need more ammunition to rage tweet through at, at Drew Harper, where the <laughs> E's are threes. E's are threes. Alright, so signing off, this has been Fourth and Floundering, uh, I'm Mitch. And I'm Drew. Alright, we'll see, see you next, next time. time.